You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, you've got to tie it before you can win it in this situation, but just looking at Max Stassi at second base, that becomes the key. Uh, If there is a base hit here, a single, can Gary Pettis score Stassi on it with one out in the inning, or will he press his luck on that? And the Astros have used all of their available bench players, so not in a position to pinch run for Stassi. Romo's 1-1. And Bregman hits it in the left center field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. Gonzalez scores. Stassi scores. Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth. That's 12 in a row. 5-4 to the final. And Alex Bregman, the hero. Bregman bobbed behind the pitcher's mound as the Astros tie a club record with their 12th consecutive win. And for the second straight day, they have to come from behind in the late innings to do it. And now we're going to get a chance to visit with somebody, right? Yes, we are. We're going to go down to the Astros dugout. We're going to be joined by a key part of the rally, Max Stassi, who got a base hit to reach and wound up scoring the winning run for the Astros. So, Max, it was first of all, thanks for joining us. It was your first at bat of the game. You came on the catch in the in the seventh inning. I know you know Romo likes to throw that slider. What, what was going through your mind during that at bat? Uh, I was just looking for something out over the plate. You know, I know he's got some good stuff, and you know, I was just trying to get a strike and and uh, do some damage with it. Well, Max, uh, you do have to go to Whataburger tomorrow morning, so uh, I'm sure you were thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want this game to go to extras. No, not at all. I never want to go extras. I want us to walk off the field in the ninth. All right. Hey, Max, um, and, I mean, just what a, what a ball game and what a team. I mean, 12 consecutive wins. Have you ever been part of a team at any level of baseball that's won 12 straight games? No, I haven't, actually. It's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable. You know, the group of guys we have here, we have so much fun. You know, we, we know when to have fun. We know when to be serious, and we keep things light. And, and honestly, the, the vibe in the clubhouse isn't anything different than, you know, any other point of the year. That's what's so awesome about these guys is, is we're, we're, we're focused, we're loose, and, and uh, just out there having some fun. It's been kind of crazy lately with you two catchers, you know, replacing each other, Max. So you were able to, to pick things up there coming off the bench. But as you say, this, this whole team has to feel that it can pull through even trailing for nothing at this stage. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no lead that's you know too uh, too big for us. You know we, we know how to put you know consecutive abs up, guys. You know swinging strikes and take a lot of balls. So you know we control the zone and and uh, you know we got any guy at any given point that can do some damage. All right, hey Max, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Astros manager AJ Hench, and uh, exciting victory yesterday and. There were so many keys to that win. Obviously, people will point to the ninth inning, and that was big, loading the bases and then getting the, the walk-off two-run double by Bregman. But you think about you know Garrett Cole, first few innings, giving up four runs, and it looked like he might not go five, but wound up going seven and not letting the Rays get more. No, it was incredible. You know, and the, the way the game started, he got burned by the walk and then the, and then the homer, uh, you know, then a clean inning in the second and then the third inning. You know, the walks really did him in, but he was able to escape without the game getting away from him. And then just when you think he's going to come out after four or five innings, you know, he, he put together some very dominant innings, which made me send him out even deeper than I thought I was going to. Here's Cole in a 4-3 game, delivering a bouncer. Cole spears it to the backhand side and throws him out. 
Well, Garrett Cole continues to roll strongly after that third inning. He's not given up a hit since then. He keeps the Astros right in it. And Brownie Cole throwing 116 pitches, which ties his career high. Cole retired 13 of the final 14 he faced. We talk about starting pitch when they have dominant games where, hey, they kept us in the game, they gave us a chance to win. Uh, that truly is the case last night when you fall down four and they get no more and give our chance, give our, our team a chance to come back and win that game. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of an unheralded hero that Cole was able to do that. And then you look at what the offense was able to do. Yuli Gurriel getting a couple of RBI singles. And that is rope through the left side. That's a base hit. Altuve can walk home and Gurriel with his second RBI single of the night. Four to three Rays. Tremendous swing of the bat by Gurriel with the Astros now trailing by only one. After the strikeout of Correa, he delivered Altuve from third, and that could prove to be awfully big in this game. Yuli Gurriel getting a couple of RBI singles to help you chip away and 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 make it so it was a one-run game by the ninth. Sure, and he's one of the best at, at those at-bats. He's very calm. He's very under control. He usually uses the middle of the field. He did get the, the base hit to left when they brought in the lefty. Um, so he, he does a lot of things right with the bat whenever things are going well. And, and even at the end when he didn't come up uh, and he, he popped up in the, in the, in the eighth inning, um, there's always a sense that Yuli's in control of his at-bats, and that's why he's so productive. And the Rays, with their uh, opener yesterday, wound up using seven different pitchers. And we were just talking about it before we went on the air. Only three hitters faced a pitcher twice. Everybody else saw a different pitcher every time they came to the plate. What sort of challenges did that pose? Well, I think for us it's a challenge just because you're facing somebody new. There is no uh, get into the at-bat and see how you're going to work the guy over the next couple of at-bats. Um, for them, it created an issue where they couldn't match up perfectly in all of their matchups. They used seven pitchers and ended up having some poor matchups in the ninth inning for them where, he, where Sergio Romo has to face some left-handed hitters to start the inning. Obviously, the big blow was Bregman at the end, which is what Romo's paid to get out. But um, sort of an interesting game. It's a chess match from the very beginning of the game. They started matching up in the second. And the merits of it are great when it works out for them. They're, they're going into today having used primarily all of their bullpen um, with a starter going today. So uh, we'll continue to, 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 to hit against who they put, put up against us. It's interesting to watch them have to navigate it, but um, it's painful, I'm sure, for them when they use so many pitchers, they try to match up so perfectly, that yet they lose. Really makes you appreciate the rotation the Astros have here even more, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes me, it makes me <laughs> feel pretty good about um, you know guys like Cole and Verlander and Keiko that usually are six, seven-inning starters, and I really have a lot of guys at the end that I can match up you know, for the last nine outs of the game. I, I can see how... Um, it can be very tough if you play these guys. We're going to play them seven times over the next 10 or 12 days. We're going to have to match up a little bit differently in order to combat these bullpen days. But um, as I've said before, I like these guys. I like Springer against righties. I like Bregman against righties. It doesn't matter who they pitch. Looking at the lineup today, one noticeable omission, and that's Jose Altuve. A scheduled day off for him today. Yeah, it's a scheduled day off, and it was this his first day off. He's had some DH days, but those don't really count. And, and obviously, he's going to get it. It was going to come at some point. And he, you know, he needs it. We came off a really long road trip. He's obviously doing well. He's always doing well. Um, but I've, I've targeted this day as a, as a time for him. He'll have today. He'll play tomorrow. And then he'll have the Thursday team off day. So two days off this week should hopefully freshen him up a little bit. Um, never a good day to come to the ballpark and not play Jose, but very necessary. And if you've watched uh, me over the last couple of weeks, Springer's had a day off. Bregman's had a day off. Reddick's had a day off. Our catchers have been rotated in and out. Yuli's had a day off. So it's uh, it's important for all of these guys, as, as much as we want them to play every day, rest is key. 
A.J. Hinch, thanks for joining us. Got it. Back on Astro Launch, Bill Brown and Dwayne Stats. Once upon a time, you did Astro Launch, Dwayne Stats, with the Houston Astros. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I, I don't know um, how we got to where we are. <laughs> I think we still look the same, don't you? <laughs> it seems that way. But how the years and the decades have tumbled by, and now you've been with Tampa Bay broadcasting for how many years now? Well, from the beginning. So this would be year 21 with them. So we have seen the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> this year is is quite a different team uh, for those uh, people who are really interested in uh, laboratories and things of that nature, using relief pitchers to start. How's it working out? Well, I think um, – I think that's a great way to look at it as a lab because I think what they're really doing is gathering information here. They've had this uh, idea of an opener, and there are a couple of variations of that, but that idea has been with them, I would say, for at least half a dozen years that I know of and maybe before that. Uh, their idea is to think outside the box in a number of ways, and I think this is one of them. And so coming out of the spring, you know, their, their first idea was to go with four starters and then a bullpen day. Well, through attrition, DLs, Tommy John surgeries, they went from uh, four to three and then three to two there for a moment. And so I thought uh, they've taken advantage of this opportunity just to kind of see what's going to happen with this. And if you think about it, there's some logic to uh, at least one of them. They feel that if you're looking at your third or fourth or, in some cases, a fifth pitcher in a rotation, if they can start a guy and get, as the opener, and get three to six outs, that's going to move the third time through matchups in favor of the guy you're going to bring in for a few more innings. So instead, that third time through, and as we know today, people are very conscious of third time through the lineup. Instead of facing the top of the lineup, He's going to face the bottom of the lineup as he begins the third time mm -hmm. through. And I think that's a big part of what they're attempting to accomplish. We see Ryan Stanek starting. We might see 100 miles per hour from him, right? I would be surprised if we don't. He has a great arm. Um, that fastball and a split and a slider, and they've started to come together. And I think uh, there's a good chance we'll see that 100-mile-per-hour uh, marker. But I think we'll, we'll also see a couple of these other pitches, too, in the three to six outs, however long they let him go. Yeah. And then typically, if, if it's a Yarbrough or maybe a Nuno, you might see that second pitcher in the game go, what, four or five innings? You could, yes. In fact, uh, Yarbrough has gone as, as, as deep as uh, six-plus in uh, one of those outings. So they'll stretch them out, and I think that's uh, absolutely possible. If they're pitching well uh, and they've had – some starting in their background, so they'll be extended. Well, it's fascinating uh, to watch it unfold here the next three days. Always great to see you, Dwayne. Uh, welcome back to Houston. Uh, thank you so much. It's great to be back here. We get back as often as possible. Still have family and friends here, and uh, always look forward to this stop. Dwayne Stats talking about Tampa Bay. Bill Brown with Austin Pruitt, who grew up in the Woodlands, went to a fine high school program there, and on to college at the University of Houston after a stint at junior college in this area. So back home for you and uh, reunion time, is it? Yeah, I get to see the family. It's been since spring training, since I've seen my family and uh, some of my friends. You still have family in the Woodlands? In the Woodlands, yeah. And uh, overall this season, how would you say things are going with the different usage of the bullpen and starters for the Rays so far? Um, I mean, it, 
pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah, I think what we're doing, you know, no one's really seen before, but I mean, I, I, it's going pretty well. How about you as far as your role and, and staying flexible and being used in different ways? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say kind of, yeah, overall things are feeling pretty good. Um, you know, body's still feeling good, so um, hopefully we can continue uh, continue the, what, what's going on. When you come from an excellent college program, as you did, and have the good background through high school as well, uh, you always dream of being a big league player, big league pitcher, and is it kind of what you visualized when you were in college at that point? Um, I mean, in college, I had no idea what it took to be a big leaguer, what how the lifestyle was and everything, but I mean, yeah, it's exceeded all them. Everything that I, you know, thought of, man, it's yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. You're in a young organization that's growing. A lot of you guys are roughly the same age, same experience level. Does that does that give you that kind of camaraderie that helps you make it through a six month season? Um, yeah, everyone here is, you know, we, is, is pretty young. You know, we we get we got a super young team, but um, but yeah, everything you know we guys that I kind of came through the system with we get to kind of do all this together which uh, which makes it pretty special you're in the tough AL East you've just come from playing the Yankees you've got Boston you've got you know a very difficult schedule uh, but that's life as a Tampa Bay Ray right yeah no yeah the AL East is arguably one of the best divisions in the you know in baseball yeah it's yeah everyone's pretty good um yeah, there, there's no breaks, that's for sure. You think it makes you a better player to play against the best so many times? I think so. I, I actually think so. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you get to face these guys, you know, every day. And, you know, if you can get the best guys out, then ultimately then, then that's that makes you a better player. Blake Snell is going for you tonight. He's had quite a season, hasn't he? Dude, yeah, dude's on the ball. Amazing, man. He's done awesome. He should be an all-star, do you think? Absolutely. I voted for him. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you back in Houston. Nice to meet you, and uh, we hope you have a good stay here. All right, thank you. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.